Hi, this is May. And I'm Joy. Welcome to the QWERTY Writing Life Podcast, where we have candid chats about our creative lives. May and I are friends, writers, and creatives who want to share our endeavors out loud. On this podcast, we're here to encourage each other, and you too, and share tools we've discovered or made up, so you can follow your passions with a little support. So grab your tea, or your coffee, and let's get started. It's another week. Hello and welcome. This week we are going to be talking about sharing you with the world. But before we do that, let's get into our creative weeks. Joy, what did you do? Okay, so last weekend, or I guess now when you guys are listening to this, two weekends ago, uh, I got to be part of our Old Town Slidell Art Market. I had a table there, a little booth there. And you know what? It was just so much fun to be out. Um, We had our masks on most of the time, except for when I was very quickly munching on a piece of pizza um, in between people coming by. Uh, And it was just nice to be out in the community uh, with live music going, surrounded by a lot of other creatives. And um, it's just a lot of fun. I love my community. Uh, And then also another thing, another couple of things that I've been doing this past week is uh, finishing up some new graphics for some of my social media stuff and kind of boosting some plans for things that I've been posting on both my press page and my author page. So that's kind of been my creative week. So what about you? The boys and I actually did a project together and that's what I'm going to talk about for this week. Um, So they have been going to the YMCA while school was postponed and they needed masks but the masks that we got even though they were children's masks they were still kind of large so and it was hard for them to keep up with so we put some jewelry like stretchy string and I got I got some jewelry stretchy string I got some beads I got uh, some lobster claw necklace clasps and we made a, um, a holder for their masks with that. So the lobster claw necklace clasps um, hook onto the sides of the mask. And then it's more like, you know, eyeglass, you know, an eyeglass necklace or something like that. But it's for a mask. So I got the alphabet bead. So they got to spell out their, uh, their school mascot and put their names on it. And then they put however they wanted to order the beads and I put got some with stars and red ones and black ones and white ones and those are their school colors and things like that too so they'll hopefully be able to use those during school as well but uh, it will help them be able to keep up with their masks to have it handy whenever they need to put it on uh, or take it off and they won't they won't lose it and it's also really cute they did a great job on those so that sounds super cute I love it it was it was a lot of fun, and I actually found it. There was another mom, um, there was another mom in their class who did that for their son too. So I, it was not an original idea, but it was inspired absolutely. Sometimes those are the best things. We find inspiration <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> yeah, and it, we also that was also one that it was 
tailored to them. So, you know, my son, my youngest son needed one that was smaller and my older son needed one that was longer and we got to measure it all out. And so it was custom to them. And they also felt really cool. Like they felt ownership in it because they got to do it. And so they're really good at keeping up with it. And I wonder if that's part of it because it's like, I made this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so Definitely. It definitely ups the ownership part. I think Love so that. too. Yeah. Well, and we think that you should own yourself and you get to decide what you want to share with the world. And so what we're going to talk about today is that consumers of art currently have a tendency to search for the artist on the World Wide Web. If you guys know what the long form of WWW is anymore. So if you didn't, you just got schooled. It's World Wide Web. And... <laughs> But there's something really cool about being able to glimpse on the inside of an artist's real life. Um, and it kind of sometimes leads to a deeper connection to art, which we'll talk about in a bit. But sometimes it's a bit disappointing, um, like finding out that your favorite artist is abusive or narcissistic or has different political views than you or something. <laughs> But sometimes it's the missing piece that solidifies that your true fan status. So tonight we're going to talk about that. So there are some good things that can come from you sharing yourself with the world. I think some of the, the really cool things that I've seen happen is that there's these idiosyncrasies that we have, of course, that makes us human and um, unique and individuals. And sometimes you can link up with other people who have those same idiosyncrasies. And that's amazing because you might have gone your whole life thinking that it was really strange that you loved six-toed cats or something. <laughs> and all of a sudden, there's 20 other people who are like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> Look at my six-toed cat or something. <laughs> hey, that's Hemingway's favorite. <laughs> it is. It is. That was strategically planned. Um, so. And Tolkien is meowing in the background for it. He's very excited. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That was perfect timing. He knows we're talking about cats. And other, a cat other than him is probably what's happening. <laughs> that's probably it. He does sound a little annoyed. <laughs> could be an influencer who has a hobby that you enjoy or you know another thing that is good about sharing yourself with the world is that you just kind of gain the confidence of being you in a world that is not always genuine but you can be genuine and you can add to that environment and hopefully other genuine people will find you too yeah so those are a few reasons why um, being authentic online or in events events works too. Anywhere that you're in public, it, that could be beneficial. But Joy, do you have any other benefits that you think could yeah. come from it? So I think, you know, talking about the super fans, it kind of, you know, just really grows that whole super fan thing. Uh, a deeper connection to your art mm -hmm. um, with your consumers, uh, whether it's, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of uh, creative medium you have. Uh, whether you're an author, a painter, whatever. Um, also, with content creation, it becomes easier just to be you. It's more fun to create content when you don't really want to because you're 
when you're just more genuine and you're you're putting out those little pieces of you for your followers, um, I think that that helps there. And then also just standing out in the crowd of insincerity and filtered imagery. I agree with all of those. And I just want to go into the deeper connection to art just a little bit, just for a brief moment, um, because I think that that it doesn't just like make the art mean more because you can know, um, you, you know that person and you feel like you're a friend of that person and so their art means more. I actually think that it can give glimpses of depth of the actual piece of, of work. So if you can, if you know that there is a, um, a near drowning experience or something like that in your artist's life and then you see a painting and everything looks like it's underwater, then I feel like um, the the emotion that comes from being a consumer of that piece of art changes, mm, you know, so it can true. either be, you know, it, it could be multiple things at that point in time. And you know where the artist's heart was because you have that little piece of information about him or her. So that's just an example and one that I kind of pulled out of thin air. So it's not one that I have experienced, but I have experienced similar things to that. And I also have been, you know, an artist who has made things like that, just these little Easter eggs of my life in my art. And I think it would be kind of cool for a fan to be like, Hey, is this that story that you told that one time? Like I noticed that, that this was an experience that you had that you posted about on Instagram and it's in your book now. I see that. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of where I'm coming from with a deeper connection to art. It's not just like, Hey, I know that person. It's like getting an insight into the piece that you didn't have before because you didn't know these stories or these things about this, this person. That's so cool. And I think pretty much every, every artist, whether they realize it or not, they put those Easter eggs of themselves in their art. Oh, for sure. Um, Even if they don't fully understand it or don't realize that they're doing it. So Mm -hmm. it could be that perhaps by having some of this genuine interaction online, you realize some of those things about yourself that you didn't notice you were doing. I don't know. That's just another, another way to think about it too. Yeah. I could totally get back to you. I think, I think so. Um, so the question is now, like, what do we put out in the world as creatives, as artists that is true to ourselves? Right. So like, we don't want to put all of our laundry out to air, whether it's dirty or cleaned, but stained, or if it's pristine laundry, you know, you might want to consider what you're willing and unwilling to divulge in your life. And I think that that's very important to do, um, whether you already have a public persona or, um, or a social media presence, I think that if you if you already have one and you haven't done it, I really think it's important to set yourself some limits. And if you are just starting your social media presence and your your artist branding and that sort of thing, then these are definitely some questions and things that you need to put into your plan. So, if in doubt, <laughs> If you're not sure what you want to post, uh, these are some tips for you guys if you are in doubt of the content that you would like to share with everyone. So the first thing that I want to say is to share only the personal trials that you have already dealt with. 
and not the things that are currently active, things that you're currently dealing with in your life. So Glennon Doyle said, you write from the scar, not the wound. And if you are unsure if you need to be posting something, I think this is a good rule of thumb. So unless you have a really good reason to do something different than what she suggests, that you write from the scar and not the wound, um, I really wouldn't risk my actual personal healing to have a genuine content on Twitter. And also you don't know how you feel about that stuff yet. You don't know how you're going to process that stuff yet. So it can be genuine content for the moment, but as far as long-term content, you don't know what the outcome is going to be. So it's, if, if in doubt, take care of yourself and honor yourself first before you share anything about a personal issue. I love that, that quote. That's a great quote. Mm -hmm. So the, the first thing that came to my mind to share with you guys is just protect your tribe, have a discussion with your significant other about how much home you're both comfortable with you sharing. Um, this becomes extra important when you have children. Um, Mm -hmm. will you share photos of the family? Will you share names? Uh, some authors like Nadine Brandis uh, call their kiddos by nicknames. So she's got Little Orc and Halfling, which is so uh, absolutely adorable. Anyway, <laughs> so, you know, that's what she does. She has little nicknames for them. Um, she does put pictures, you know. I keep my kids' faces off of my public social media stuff and my online presences, and I try to keep their names out of things. That's, you know, slips through every now and then. But Another thing I do, and I think that this is something that maybe we don't think about um, because, you know, we're just in that in that mode of like, you, know, you snap the picture and you put it on on the Internet. Um, but always ask before posting photos on social media with family or friends, you know, and especially when you have a public account, you know, just making sure just saying, hey, are you okay if I post this on my Instagram or Twitter or, you know, whatever. And a lot of times they're totally fine with it, but it's just, you know, it's just one of those things that you want to ask and just make sure. Yeah, absolutely. And don't be like upset if they say no, because there might be a very good reason. It just might make them uncomfortable. And of course there are family and our friends and we don't want to make them uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So if in doubt, just stick to the cats. Exactly. We all love cats. That's right. Nobody hates a cat picture. They might hate a cat, but they don't hate a cat picture. So. so my next point is to lean toward the positive. And if you're feeling a rant coming on, I think you should probably journal it before you throw it on social media. Yes. Get get all of that out in private. And then if you still feel the need to share, find a way to spin it. To the positive or to make it academic with citations and everything because that number one it'll slow you down because you will have to find the citations and everything and number two it'll help you develop your argument as to what you will be saying online and it will be articulate and it will be knowledgeable and it will be backed and those are very important things especially if it's something that is controversial um, don't be impulsive the internet never forgets. So if you say something that is contradictory and uh, it's only what you felt for a moment, 10 years later, that can come back to bite you. <laughs> so someone will have a screenshot and you will be embarrassed. <laughs> so, yeah. And that's kind of, I'm laughing, but it's also something that has happened. 
two people. So do you have anything to add to that one? No, I don't think so. I mean, that's, that's so true. I mean, I think, and you know, I really think about our young people, the ones who have kind of grown up in this social media world, like Mm, you and I didn't grow up in that, you know? And so we kind of come at it from a different perspective. And I think our kids today who are literally growing up from birth with this whole social media, everything's online, everybody's posting everything, you know, they don't have that filter of understanding and also the understanding that, like you said, Mm -hmm. it's there. Even if you delete something, it's there, you know? And so that's, when you're talking about them getting jobs or college applications or meeting the future in-laws, I mean, I don't know, like, you know, whatever can, can come up. You just, yeah. And, and a lot of our younger people, especially, well, even, even me, I am not young, but I just had like my 14th anniversary or something on Facebook. I don't know what pictures were on there 14 years ago. And don't think that those soon to be in-laws won't go through all 14 years of your pictures. Okay. So (laughs) that is true. (laughs) So in that vein, like leaning toward the positive, you can also share products that you like, you know, books that you like, deodorants that you like, t-shirt companies, things like that. Um, But I would be wary of flaunting like one star reviews to the world on your social media page when you criticize and in return you're asking for criticism Mm -hmm. so if you aren't the personality that can handle criticism well I would just leave that alone and again the internet never forgets (laughs) well put you know and I think on that note just following right along be respectful I think that that is a huge thing. Now, we hear about trolls all the time, trolls on social media and on the internet. Many of us have experienced them. When you encounter a troll attack, just don't engage. Ignore and move on as much as possible. And I know that there have been um, some people who, you know, some of the stories that I've heard, it's, it's pretty bad. And there are just crazy, not nice people out there. And so, you know, some cases might require a little bit of extra than what I'm saying right now. So just understand that there are extreme cases. But even if a person isn't an all out troll, you know, maybe they're just, they just might drop a rude comment or one that shows that they didn't think it all the way through first. (laughs) Um, Just don't engage. Ignore and move on. Repeat, do not engage. Like just, you know, just let it lie. (laughs) One of the top things that I always encourage writers to look for in a potential editor is how respectful and professional they are on their social media. Um, You can tell a whole lot about a person or a potential hire that, that way. And you better believe that other people are judging you in the same way. So whatever you're putting out there, just understand that those little snippets, those few characters, that's what people see of you. That is how they view you. That is, they're equating whatever that one or ten tweets or whatever it is that they saw from you, that's what they think is you. So make sure that whatever you are putting really is you and that you're being respectful to others in your commenting back and forth as people engage with you on your posts. And also on that line, you know, that is you. And, and the, here's the thing is that as consumers of the, of the social media and the comments and the things that you're putting out there, 
it is, those things are um, little puzzle pieces to a created personality that the consumer is piecing together. So they are making a decision on who you are and what your personality is based up, based upon all these things. It's not based upon you. It's, you know, it's based upon the content that you're putting out there, but it's second degree, you know, it's like the six degrees from Kevin Bacon. This is like degree two. So, you know, <laughs> but it's not, it's not first degree and you were definitely not Kevin Bacon. They don't know you see that sort of thing. So, <laughs> so whatever they put together in their mind is not going to be 100% you. It's going to be, a clone it, that's not quite there yet, like multiplicity. You know, am, am I showing my age when I'm talking about these things? <laughs> multiplicity with Michael Keaton. If you have not seen that movie, just watch it. It's amazing. So, and yes, he was the original Batman. Well, not the original Batman because Adam West was the original Batman, but I digress. So that is really funny that you said that because we had this whole discussion the other night at my small group about Batman. And I'm sorry, <laughs> Christian Bale is my Batman. He can be your Batman. That's fine. I just said original Batman. (laughs) But yes, we digress. (laughs) So just realize that anything that anyone puts together um, is not going to be 100% you. We are humans and and humans are wonderfully complex beings and you're never going to be able to put that entirety that entire complexity on social media so anything that they that a consumer gets is going to be two-dimensional in a way so if somebody does attack you based upon what you've put on there and maybe there's been some sort of misunderstanding or something like that, I do encourage you to kind of separate your emotions from that and realize that this is somebody who has, who doesn't know you as you are um, in person and that, that yes, it will probably sting and it will probably hurt, but let's have, let's try to put ourselves a little bit of separation between any kind of attacks that we get or negativity that we get on social media through the content that we put out there. So (laughs) that's not what I was going to say. What I was going to say, I just added that. That's all new. Um, So what I was going to say was that another tip, if in doubt, on what you're going to put on your social media page is to share your personal stories, your personal things. Be sure that if you are sharing something about someone else, you A, have their permission, B, uh, know that it highlights them, make sure that it highlights them and it doesn't degrade them, and C, it links back to you personally. You're proud of them. This experience taught you a lesson or touched you in a particular way because of something in your life. You're proud to be associated with that person because of X, Y, and Z. So yes, it is their story, but it also affected you. And I think that's really important to focus on as well. So true. Be careful. Be careful. Because um, especially with that speak from the scars, not the wounds one, I, I really think that one's important 
as we as we are going into the world in a different way, in a professional way, uh, I think that there's a tendency to want to want to be vulnerable and to want to share, but also that maybe we should just to have that self-care to make sure that we have a filter before we push post. Or that we're ready to share that that deeper thing, you know, because yeah. how can you how can you put something out there? with the desire to help others if you haven't quite figured it out yet or haven't at least made some strides toward that, you know? Yeah. And maybe you do think that you have it figured out and you post about it, but then you find out something different. Mm -hmm. I do encourage not a retraction, but just an addition, just to let, let other people know what you've discovered. And that just helps humanity. That's a, that's a good thing. Yeah. So, because hopefully we should all be constantly learning and adding mm. those things and and seeing things in a new way. So, absolutely, yeah. Qwerty challenge time, guys! All right, so here we go. We want to challenge you this week to evaluate your online presence. If you already have one, how are you doing? Have you identified some ways that you can improve? Um, have some of these tips maybe? jogged something? Uh, do you need to have a conversation with your family? Would it help to write yourself a code of conduct for your online interactions? Um, if you don't set your own boundaries, someone else will set them for you. Uh, or you might find yourself in a situation that you realize you kind of stepped into something that you didn't mean to. Um, and so perhaps something like a code of conduct could help you Avoid something like that. Um, if you don't have an online presence yet, but plan to, then go ahead and start drafting this code of conduct. Go ahead and be thinking about that. And then let us know what you come up with, because we'd love to hear, you know, what, what your thoughts are on this and some of your uh, lines that you've drawn for yourself. Yes, and I do want to point out, too, that as your art evolves, you might decide that you want to go deeper and that you want to have social media content and artist branding that reflects your art. And to say that, it, it means that these code of conducts are flexible. So you don't have to have this etched on a stone tablet. Like this can be written in pencil, but we just encourage you to write it at all. Definitely. <laughs> have a great week, guys. And go make something. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening until the end. Seriously, you're a trooper. Do you think pretty writing life is the bomb? May, you just said the bomb. Don't you censor me. If you think Cordy writing life rocks ice for real, oh my word. please rate, review, and share us with others. If you have questions about this week's episode or want to start a conversation, you can reach us by visiting partywritinglife.podbean.com. We'll be back next week with more candid chats for you.